Hello, welcome back, everybody. You are listening to the Sipping Real Tea podcast. I'm your host, Reese, and I am back from Sussex Royal Tour. <clears throat> Harry and Meghan returned um, a few weeks ago, but I am just catching up. I'm on a time delay. Um, <laughs> um, no, but uh, yeah, so hey, everybody, I'm back uh my this break has been a lot shorter than my last one right so it wasn't really a break either i recorded an episode last week but i just didn't put it out i don't know if i'm gonna put it out but we'll see uh anyway hi um so yeah this episode is happening after a lot of things happened and so i'm going to talk about some of them um harry and megan's documentary the I guess the fallout and the support and everything that goes along with that. Um, We'll talk about Megan's visit to Luminary Bakery and Harry's uh, trip to Japan. And we'll also talk about what is coming up for Harry and Megan and um, Catherine and I don't know, the Royal family in general. So Anyway, before I get into all of that, you need to subscribe to the podcast. <sighs> that is what you need to do. You need to do that right now, right this minute. Um, it's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, where, I li- where I've been listening to my podcast lately, and I kind of like that. Um, Stitcher, so wherever you get your podcast click that subscribe button and if you have an itunes account or you are using an apple device and apple device excuse me and you have apple podcasts leave me a five star review because i am a five star chick and that will help the podcast get discovered so yeah subscribe five-star reviews recommend the podcast to all of your friends and family this is a family podcast um if your family is the type of family like mine was that like to listen to explicit things even when the kids were young uh they teach us they teach they taught us the curse words early in my family and i've been saying them ever since um and i would like to teach your kids the curse words (laughs) <laughs> I'd like to pass on um whatever all of the the great things that my grandma passed on to me <clears throat> anyway so the tea this week the tea this week is I think I've had it before it is pistachio ice cream and it is just hidden right right now I don't know um I, ha- I don't think I've had it in a while but uh mm, it is so good it's black tea from david's tea it's a loose tea um so yeah pistachio ice cream not recommended at night it it's not hot super high caffeine but it's not something that you want to drink before you go to bed uh so i'm staying up because i have to record a couple more podcasts tonight but if you're a normie you should drink this like in the morning or the afternoon so you don't get hopped up on caffeine and sugar overnight Mm. so yeah it is we are i think three weeks post sussex royal tour or maybe four weeks maybe it's been longer i can't remember um it's been a minute and we are i think 
two weeks post documentary. So I was going to come on and record a short thing. My, um, my initial reaction to the airing of the documentary, the documentary, if you have been in, I don't know, living under a rock, um, you haven't been connected to social media or just the media in general. And you don't know, Harry and Megan did a documentary, um, while they were on tour, they had a documentarian, Tom, what's his name? Tom Rigby, Tom Bigby. What the hell is that guy's name? Um, I'm not going to look it up. Uh, no, his name can't be Tom Bigby. Bigby. Oh my God. Um, Bigby is, um, <laughs> oh shit. Bigby is the werewolf in the f- fairy tale, um, comic book. Um, oh my God. <laughs> oh, I hope his name is Tom Bigby now. Um, big his Bigby Wolf is the uh, <laughs> is the big bag werewolf from the Fables comic book. Um, oh my God, I hope that's his name. I hope his name is Tom Bigby. Um, anyway, so they um he sort of shadowed them while they were on tour in uh, Southern Africa, and he interviewed them throughout their time there about all the work they were doing. And their personal feelings about the media and how they were being treated and all that. And so you, if you're, I don't know, if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably seen it already, or at least you've seen the clips, right? And so I was going to get on here a few, like right after it aired to give my initial reaction. And I'm glad that I did it. I'm glad that I sort of, I didn't get sucked into the hot take machine and I just sort of just let myself stew on it. Let myself like absorb everything that was happening and, you know, and make up my my mind. So, um, yeah, so it's been a few weeks since the, the documentary aired and since the clips have, you know, were popular and my initial reaction was just like, Oh no. You know, when I saw the clips, um, like everybody else, I was like, I saw that one of Megan about to, you know, holding back tears. And I was like, Oh no, I got to cut a bitch because you have my girl out here crying and fuck all that. I was, I can, and, um, you'll see my tweet. I got online after I saw that and I was just like, fuck everybody fuck that royal family fuck william fuck kate fuck all of them and so that that was my initial reaction after seeing that clip and then it was like okay calm down and i have a much more measured response i think and so i was still nervous for them i knew that those that interviewed that documentary it was just going the british press was just going to tear it apart and they were going to they were going to be shitty like they always are and but i and so that was what i was i was like oh no i don't want them you know i don't want that for them i don't want that to be the case but um so yeah it was like 
all right. And um, so, yeah, that happened. And then I was like, but I don't know whether they should have or shouldn't have done it. I, you know, I don't I don't know that there's a right answer to that. I guess everybody can sort of decide for themselves whether they think they should have done it but to me it was like after seeing it okay after seeing the full documentary and finding out that it it all it wasn't all sort of about their feelings and a whole uh, thing about their mental health it was they kept on topic mostly um you know obviously we got their personal opinions about things and how they felt but the documentary was mostly about their work in Africa. Um, you know, with these little asides, these little, you know, s- small little interviews that we got like after engagements, like the, the one where Megan is about to cry is at the end of the tour. And it's after they, they um, meet with the widow of, <clears throat> of um, Nelson Mandela. And so, to me, once I see the whole thing, it was sort of, it, it was sort of like I could put, I think I could put everything into perspective and it was sort of like, okay, is, you know, is Megan, Megan's not walking around crying all the time or depressed or, you know, some, I mean, obviously we don't know, this is all we saw, but I could just sort of like, in my mind, I could say, okay, this is the end of a very like high stress tour that, you know, their first time with a baby, Megan has spent a lot of time of that, you know, by herself, you know, with Archie and because Harry was off, like, you know, doing separate engagements and um, traveling to other countries and stuff. And then I could just sort of, I could sort of like put in my mind, I could say, okay, this is the end of the tour. And, you know, it's, you know, highly stressful. And so he caught her at a moment and uh, you know maybe it's the moment where she was being the most honest or maybe it's just the the moment where it was like okay you're just it's just high stress and it's just it's just a moment and so obviously I mean I don't think she, it's not like I'm, I'm saying that she lied or anything but I'm just saying it's just you know your emotions are just whatever you all you get what I'm saying right so then I could say that, okay, if this is what Harry and Meghan needed to do, if they needed to not have the the middleman of their their communications person putting out a leaking something to the media or putting out something on their behalf or to have their friends, you know, come out, defend them. Um, you know, this is them in their own words. And so that's what I was like if this is what they needed to do you know to be able to say what they needed to say in their own words then I think it's a good thing if this makes you know obviously they had to know that whatever they said was going to be torn apart by the media so they had to be prepared for that um so yeah and I'm like then if that's what it's going to be then then I'm fine with it. I think, you know, everybody's going to have their own, their own, um, 
idea about, you know, the never complain, never explain, blah, 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 all that of the British royal family. And I'm like, they complain all the time, <laughs> you know, and they may not explain one on one, but uh, a lot of the shit that they link to the media and all that, that's like, you know, come on, come on. Um, so yeah, if they needed to get this out in their own words to have people understand what they're coming from, you know, whether, and you can choose to like say, agree with them about the, the way they've been treated or whatever. But, you know, I, I, I can always appreciate when people get to speak for themselves and, and you don't really get that with members of the British Royal family. So, you know, I'm, I'm, that's where I'm at with it. I'm still nervous for them. I still, you know, obviously I always want the best for them and I don't want them to get beat up in the media, but, um, yeah, this is what they needed to do. So I'm happy for them that they got their own words out there. Um, right. You know, straight from their own mouths. And so, yeah, that's where I'm at with the documentary. Um, the, the reaction has been, Mm. not I was not surprising but or maybe the positivity from it has been surprising I think the British the British media was going went hard at them obviously I haven't read a whole bunch of it because I've just sort of given up on them I'm just sort of like fuck it you know um I don't expect very many of them to be fair or um like and I don't even mind a person that that looked at the documentary as a negative who who thought that Harry and Meghan shouldn't do it I just I'm tired of like sifting through the bullshit you know of reading something and hope and hoping that there isn't some sort of sexist misogynistic racist xenophobic you know undertone to it and I've just sort of given up on them so you know, maybe other people have read it and maybe there's some, you know, measured opinions out there from somebody in the British royal and in, in the British press. But um, your girl has stopped looking for that. And, you know, I've given up on a lot of them. So um, what was I saying? Uh, so, so, yeah, the and there's sort of been like this two sides of it. There's been this one side who compare it to. um the the interview Di, Di, princess diana gave about um the three people in her marriage interview um uh so some people were comparing it to that but that was a whole to me that was diana being like really messy i didn't take this the this the documentary that um harry and megan did i didn't take this to be you know sort of them speaking out of turn and being really messy i know people obviously the press is going to do what the press going to do when they took a lot of things out of context and they they ran with the most salacious things you know harry spoke about um his relationship with william and a lot of and he said the most innocuous thing um <laughs> he said he basically said yo that's my brother we're not we don't see each other like we used to we both have families now um but that's my brother i love him we're always going to be there for each other like that's the most like basic answer you could possibly give but of course it was like confirmation you know there's a feud between um prince harry and prince william and blah 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 and so 
the initial reaction from you know palace insiders uh those those pesky palace sources was like prince william is furious and it was like um uh uh, who was it? The BBC and the Sun ran with that story, or maybe it wasn't the BBC, but I know somebody, one of those papers, ran with that and was like, "He's furious." But the story immediately got deleted. So, yeah, somebody was not, somebody you know, put that whole furious thing out there, and they didn't get the reaction that they wanted. So that that was quickly taken down, and then. Um, it was William the Caring Brother. So he's, you know, William is worried about Harry and Meghan. And um, Harry's in a fragile place, which was like, nah, fuck that. I got really upset about the whole fragile thing. Um, because I just think that, that that whole, you know, speaking about Harry as if he's fragile. And um, <clears throat> he's not in his right mind. So he needs to be sort of, basically... it. it to me, it was like almost like a gaslighting thing of making Harry seem like um, he's not mentally well and he so he shouldn't be listened to. And, you know, that whole thing. I didn't take Harry to be fragile at all. I just I took him to be, you know, obviously upset about um, what's happening to <laughs> Not even I don't even think Harry's mad. Like obviously Harry doesn't like the the negativity about himself, but I don't think he likes. I think he's more upset about what's happening to Megan in the media. Um, so to me, you got upset Harry, but fragile Harry, you know, a, a Harry that's like on the verge of breakdown, um, is not what you what you got. And I think you got a whole lot of like the next day, the whole fragile comment got picked up by everybody. So, um, it was on the cover of all the papers the next day and, um, but the, and <clears throat> there were a, a few reactions from me, like old, like old time members of the media online. Like one, one guy, one former Royal, um, Royal correspondent, uh, tweeted like, yeah, somebody was overzealous you know, trying to get the word out for their own side. And this is why you got all of this bullshit on the front page. And so it was like somebody who was like a member of like this whole Royal circle thing who was like kind of throwing the kind of throwing the shade at um, the people over at KP, uh, which you don't get a lot of, but it's sort of like, okay, um, like somebody who's not sort of, who's not towing the company line, because if you go to any of the regular members of the Royal Rota, it's sort of very company line. Um, you know, the whole thing about, uh, William being worried about Harry and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, come on, stop it. Um, another interesting thing that happened is that a few weeks ago, I forget when it was. Maybe it was like right after. It was right. Okay, so it was right after the um, the news about the lawsuits came out. Richard Palmer, that dickhead, was um, he tweeted that <clears throat> nobody in the royal family is supporting Harry and Meghan through with all this lawsuit stuff. They're you know 
he wanted to get out there that Prince William dropped his brother, you know, a, a while ago. He doesn't want anything to do with him. And um, he even put out there that Harry and Meghan's own staff are even um, embarrassed about them. You know, they have zero support from the royal family. Now, to you know, that was the that was the line a few <laughs> A, a few a mere few weeks ago um that was the line that somebody maybe in the palace maybe you know who knows who it was somebody that was the the line of thinking that somebody wanted to get out there it was sort of like you know just bury harry and megan nobody agrees with these lawsuits blah 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 um you know this is not what the what the royal family does then i think Somebody was surprised by the outpouring of support, I guess, for Harry and Meghan and Meghan in particular, um, because then I think when it wasn't like everybody was outside of the British media, I think the majority of people seem to support Harry and Meghan. Um, a lot of people have sort of caught on to the smear campaign against Megan. Um, that what's happened. I think a lot of people have sort of slowly started to recognize that what's happening is like way over the top. Like I think um, before she got pregnant and maybe even early on in her pregnancy, it was, I think you could just, you could, you could push some of that stuff off to to some of the negative coverage of her off to like this is what happens to the spare's wife um or basically or maybe this is just what happens to women who marry into the british royal family and you know because that's what i could say too you could look at some of that stuff and you can say like this is just the playbook of of the british media but the more they start to pile on, the less it's like, the less it's about um, this sort of being the status quo. And the more it's like, okay, this is just something personal against Megan for whatever reason, um, be it racism, be it xenophobia, be it somebody um, in the palace who just, you know, doesn't like that they have this this American who's coming in supposedly changing things. Um, it just, this stuff has been piling up for a while now. And it's like, okay, you can't even ignore it anymore. You know, it it's just, it's right there in your face and they're not even hiding it anymore. They're not even trying to be subtle about the criticism of her. Um, it's just way out of control so yeah and so harry and megan have gotten a lot of support around the world it's not just you know an american thing because i think americans in general probably support them um you know i haven't been watching a whole lot of american tv about them either so i i have no clue but i'm i'm getting the 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 sense that i get uh, from other people is that Americans in general had, you know, supported um, Harry and Meghan and they felt, you know, they obviously, they sympathize with her when, when they saw the interview and they sort of see the coverage of her. Um, and they sort of see the difference in the coverage 
between what happens here in America, like what we see here in America and what they get over there in the UK. Um, so it wasn't just here. It was like all over the place. Like Megan seems, they just seem to be getting a lot of coverage. I mean, a lot of, um, a lot of positive coverage and a lot of people wondering like, what the hell is going on? Why is the media treating her this way? Um, and so, um, yeah, so somebody saw that it wasn't a Megan and Harry hate fest. And then you started getting like little leaks here and there from, <clears throat> you know, Prince Charles saying, you know, he supported, he supports Megan and, um, he invited her to, he invited her somewhere and she, she canceled on him. So basically trying to push it off on her, like the, the thing that's sort of been leaking out <clears throat> is that basically the, the, <laughs> the thing that somebody wants to get out there is that the family has been supporting them and it's Harry and Megan who haven't been accepting it. They haven't been listening to their advisors, blah, blah, blah. That also isn't flying because even if you're like nothing, there's nothing that explains why this smear campaign is happening to Megan. Like if you if you only look at the British press, you would think Megan was doing something. You would think she was doing something really radical, but that hasn't been the case. Um, I know I listened to uh, a couple of podcasts. I listened to the. Um, who is it? The Throne Rangers. Um, that's an Australian uh, podcast, and they are um, they do they do a royal podcast as well. And um, <clears throat> one of them brought up the fact, like, what are they doing reading the press? And you know, I think, and that's it's not just them, not just the Throne Rangers. Um, it was it's it's been a few people who have said, you know, you just have to ignore the media, ignore it, ignore it, ignore it. And it's like, what are you doing reading it now? Obviously, if you've been paying attention, you know that there's been stories out there about how Harry has confronted members of the media about things that they've written. So Harry reads a lot of the stuff that is written about him. Um, but I don't th you would have to be living like you would basically have to be completely disconnected to not see that there's something more to the coverage excuse me of Megan um like I, I forget um oh I'm sorry I'm I'm sorry um I forget who it was but I saw on uh on Twitter someone actually did the <laughs> like did the math and they went to the Daily Mail and they counted. And back in May, when Megan gave birth, where we only saw her, I believe, one time in the month of May, that's on the um, that was on the 8th, on May 8th, the day they introduced Archie is the only day we saw her in May, um, I believe. And, you know, that's not in that picture that they, that they, and the other thing, the picture that they released on Mother Day, but we didn't even, we didn't even see her. We saw Archie's feet, um, in her hands, but we didn't see Megan out in public at all. Like she wasn't, she wasn't around and the Daily Mail ran something like 400 story, 400 articles on Megan, um, in the month of May alone. 
that's just that's a month where she wasn't around at all so that is just way that that's just like blows my mind 400 articles that's something somebody broke it down it's like 14 articles a day that, that were written about her um it's just there's something going on it is bizarre and so <clears throat> this idea that she could just she like she wasn't around for anybody to have anything to say about her she was at home with her baby not seen at all and there were 400 articles so to me it's like it goes beyond not pay, not paying attention to the media um just you would have to you like I just said you would have to be completely disconnected and she can't be um they they get briefed on things that are written about him uh, not him but about them um when certain articles come out the pal the the um you know the person writing the articles usually contacts their people and so I'm sure somebody goes to them like, hey, this this story is going to be written about you. Um, like, what do you want to do about it? Like, they can't be completely disconnected. That'll never happen. And so you can't um, you can't ignore when the Daily Mail runs a a two page spread about how the fact that you're eating avocados might be the cause of uh, war and hunger in the rest of the world. You can't ignore when you're on the cover of the paper when the sun lies and says that you have made a rules about um, how you don't want your neighbors talking to you. Even though anybody with half a brain and the person that was writing that story, um, I believe it was Emily Andrews, has to, like, they would definitely know that the, the Sussexes don't have neighbors the way that you and I have neighbors. I believe I spoke about this before. They don't have neighbors. Um, it was that, that whole story about the 10 May commandments. And, you know, it's always, everything always falls on Megan. So the negativity is always around Megan. Harry is there. Um, so, like, even if that story was true, it would be a Harry and Megan thing. But it's always it always falls on Megan and that's what ha what happens with all the women. But with Megan, there's the added xenophobia and racism that goes with all of that um, <clears throat> on top of the sexism. And so, yeah, it was just, and so, yeah, that, that's, that's what frustrates me when I hear people say that they should, they, Megan should just ignore it. It's like, you can't ignore that. You can't, you can't ignore the racism of it all you can't ignore the xenophobia i mean Piers morgan actually told her to uh to get out of the country um something that we that everybody recognized when donald trump told those the the squad that they need to go back to where they came from um everybody recognized the the racism in that but Piers Morgan says that about Megan and it's like everybody's like oh that's just Piers Morgan and it's like yeah he's a dickhead he's a douchebag fuck him but the sentiment was the same you know the yeah the sentiment of that of what of him telling Megan that she should you know get out of their country and there's this whole thing about um it's just otherizing Megan 
um, you know, the way they report on the clo- the clothes that she wears, even though, um, <clears throat> you know, you get in the first line of a story of a dress that she she rewore a dress. And in the first line, uh, the first paragraph, you get how much the dress costs. But it's like there's no there's no um, there's no indication that uh, of of the fact that she wore the dress before that this is a rewear that she's not that you know she's not spending extra money um even if like nobody cares if she did whatever but that's just what happens and it's like you know kate gets a whole bunch of um a custom made clothes for her tour and there's zero talk about the price zero um, a few weeks ago, or maybe a few months ago at this point, um, the Daily Mail ran another article <laughs> saying that uh, comparing the wardrobes of Kate and Megan and deciding that Kate was more patriotic um, because of the 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 designers that she wore, because I guess she wore more British designers. And it's like, OK. First of all, why are you even doing a story like this? Megan is not even a British citizen yet. Um, <laughs> you know, and so, but even if she was, why are we, how, how, why are we using the designers that she wears to decide who is more patriotic? Like, what the fuck is that? That is just, that is just trying to get their racist readers to hate her more. And I was reading another thing um, online. Somebody commented on a uh on a story that the daily mail did they you know they're one of the i don't know 10 15 000 comments that were are always on articles about megan and she didn't she she was telling um the group that she was like hey i wrote a comment saying you know why are we talking about how much um megan's clothes cost and we never talk about how much kate's cost and that's all she said. She took a screenshot of the the whole thing she said and everything. And apparently that her comment got reported so many times that the Daily Mail contacted her and said, hey, we have to take down your comment. It's like, what? There are racist comments all over um, the Daily Mail comments never get taken down. But her comment saying, like, something's going on here. Why are we talking about the price of Megan's clothes? Got so many reports that they took her comment down. It is just, the Daily Mail is terrible, but, like, all of this stuff needs to be called out. Um, So, yeah. And so, it's not just about not reading the negativity. It's like, how can you stay away from the negativity when everything is negative like everything she does gets criticized first of all it gets overly criticized because i'm not saying that you can't criticize anything the 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 problem that is that it's the level of criticism that it gets it's sort of it's like okay if somebody has some criticism for um what she did with british vogue fine you know but there was no, it was like zero to 100. There was nothing in the middle. There was no actual criticism. It was like, first of all, it was like, it was silly stuff. Like, 
uh, royals don't um, edit fashion magazines. That just doesn't happen. Or royals don't edit magazines. You know, royals don't do that. Um, even though there's plenty of proof that, yeah, royals do. Uh, your your next king is going to um, has edited magazines twice. Um, you know, it was it was just tons of criticism before any of the any of the people that were criticizing her actually got to read a copy of her issue of British Vogue. Um, it's shit like that. Um, it it's criticizing her work and then turning around to try to give credit for that work to Kate. Um, it it's just like what. You know, there were actually there's actually people out there who were trying to who were shitting on Megan's work, shitting on what she was doing for the smart works, um, smart set. But then turning around and trying to give credit for that. Once they see it's such a success, they're trying to give credit for it to Kate. And it's like, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Um, yeah, all of this shit needs to be called out. And so they're like, we all know or maybe you don't know, but. Uh, you should know that Prince Charles is willing to throw his sons under the bus for uh, some good publicity for himself at any point. Um, you know, he did it to Harry before he's done it to William and all of that stuff that came out uh, about, um, about um, Harry and Meghan. Uh, when was it last year? about the the whole uh tiara thing you know megan wanting the 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 emerald tiara and um megan making making kate cry um william some stuff about william i forget what that shit was but um all of the all of those little negative stories were all all came out around charles's 70th birthday and you know it was charles basically trying to assert himself as you know these look at all of them they're fucking up and i'm holding shit together i'm about to be your next king it's basically charles using um shitting on his family to uplift himself a little bit and so we always i mean you should know that this is what this is what happens but i do think that maybe that's what's going on with Harry and Meghan, depending on what you believe, I'm not going to get into whether uh, this was Kate and William's people or whether this was Charles's people, <clears throat> because we'll never. I mean, there's been stuff that members of the the media have slipped and said, but they've never like there's never any confirmation. So, you know you believe what you you're going to believe you get your information however you're going to get it and you decide for yourself but whatever the the cause is this shit has gotten so out of hand and basically what it looks like is that the royal family was unprepared to do anything beyond um except all of the the pats on the back for allowing this biracial woman to marry into the family um 
you know, they were prepared for all of the, you know, the positivity from that. Look how modern the more the royal family has gotten. They allowed Harry to marry this divorced biracial woman, you know, pat themselves on the back for being so diverse, for moving into the 21st century, blah, blah, blah. And then <clears throat> they were just not prepared to deal with the racism um, or the xenophobia. And it was just sort of they decided to deal with that the way they deal with everything else, which is to put their heads down and ignore it. And it's like, nah, you can't do that with racism. You can't do that with the, the xenophobia, especially when you, <laughs> when you have what's going on in that country now, well, not just that country, but just all over the world with um, the <laughs> just, the uptick and the ra- the uptick in racism and xenophobia um around the world and it's just like no you can't ignore this this is the only person of color in the royal family and it looks like they just abandoned her it looks like they um they either abandon her or they're the ones that are doing that are a part of the smear campaign or maybe it's both but it doesn't look good they all look real bad especially since they um they have been sort of showing their support to prince andrew prince andrew who was very good friends with a pedophile um a convicted uh sex trafficker and it's like they've 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 shown their support for him and it's like yeah i don't expect any of them to put out um to put out statements or anything like that but they all know and we all know that there's a way that you can show your support um that you should support someone without saying without putting out a statement without doing what harry did well that you know harry put out puts out statements and you know says what he wants to say but you there's a way to show you support without doing that and they none of them made the least bit of effort at least publicly and so now it just looks like they they don't support megan or harry and they sort of just left them out there by themselves and now they're getting a ton of support from outside the family which makes which makes all of them look way worse in my eyes um you know i don't know how this plays in the UK but it looks like they just sort of just abandoned Megan on the steps like you know she got married they had she had that outing with the queen she and Kate have went to Wimbledon a few times but um yeah none of them look good and it's like I don't understand I yeah I don't understand why you just PR wise, you wouldn't try to put on a show just to, to make it look like you're supporting them. Um, especially since they are everything they have done work wise has been fairly, it's been like fairly to extremely positive. Um, you know, Megan's, Megan's uh smart works uh smart set really positive sold out uh, I don't know how many times and to the point where it's going to um 
it has um uh for the next year it's supporting that smart set collection is um has made it possible for smartworks to support women for over the next year um the the british vogue issue as much as people shit on that there has been a ton of positives to come out of that the luminary bakery um uh, you know they opened up their second location and megan uh helped to help to open that second location but you know the luminary bakery and um just a lot of positive things that 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 issue of british vogue was the highest selling issue of british vogue uh in less than two weeks it was the highest uh, selling issue of british vogue so you know even though they've tried so hard to turn everything into a negative a lot of positive has come out of this you know their their trip to south africa it was a just everything about it was a roaring success so i just i don't understand it it would just it never make it will never make any sense to me why they want to bury them <coughs> in negativity when they could be when the four of them together uh the sussexes and the cambridges could be such a positive force going forward which they're going to need because the queen is going to die um soon you know she's 93 years old um you know i'm I'm guessing she's a healthy 93 i don't know anything about her health but she's not going to live forever and so and charles is not the most popular person coming up so they're going to need all of this to be they're going to need all of them to sort of stick together if they want to keep this going and i just i don't understand why you would take the the measure to try to bury you know a person that could be such a positive force and who is such a positive force and i just yeah i'll never understand it so anyway let's move on to the good things like i said megan um megan did a, an interview with Bryony gordon uh for the telegraph and it's a whole she's on the front page of the telegraph uh, on this today saturday i'm recording this on saturday and um she went to visit the second location of the luminary bakery in camden so if you're in camden in london um go check that out and i i hear you should get a piece of the carrot cake because that's the business that's where it's at um and if you really like it send me a piece of carrot cake because i enjoy that um <laughs> so yeah so she went to the luminary bakery oh and then and you you haven't read about the luminary bakery uh, it was in her issue of british vogue uh they help disadvantaged women to get back on their feet and teach them a skill which is baking here and so yeah she um she opened their she helped open their second location i think she helped open it or i don't know if she helped actually open it but she went to visit the second location and she spoke to the women um who all in turn really loved her like most people do when they meet her um they oh excuse me 
she she helped make a cake like decorated cake which and there's a whole ton of pictures that you should go see that's really nice and there's video on sussex sussex royal and so she spoke to Bryony gordon and they spoke about um they spoke about mental health and how megan had this quote um and i don't know the exact quote so i'm just going to paraphrase it but uh, she spoke about how she she didn't need to be loved. She didn't want people to love her, but she wanted them to listen, you know, because she wants to use her her voice, her platform to uplift others and, you know, specifically other women. So, um, you know, I, I appreciate that. You know, she's like, it's not about loving me. You don't have to love me, but listen to what I'm saying, because you know, I think she has some good things to say. She has some positive things to say and she wants to help other people. And I do think uh, she is doing that. She's helping others. And I don't know. Don't miss out. Don't don't let petty shit get in the way um, of you hearing what she has to say, because I think she has she has important things to say um, there. So, yeah, go read that article um what else oh harry harry was in japan harry went to japan for the world the rugby world cup finals between um the uk and south africa uh unfortunately for harry the uk lost but south africa won i don't know shit about rugby but harry's the patron of the rugby association something i don't even i i know like i don't even know the name of it but he's a rugby patron and so he went to japan for the final and there's some nice pictures there um he took picture he was there with um prince albert of monaco uh so go look at the pictures um harry didn't cry or anything but you know it was really nice though because even though like people in england were obviously upset i saw a lot of tweets from um people in the uk who were like congrats really like really happy for south africa so i don't know sports positivity you guys um good sportsman people i don't know shit about sports um but they were all good sports and so harry went to um he congratulated the winning team the south african team and he went to the locker room and they're one of the players there um actually uh, after they handed harry a beer he you know he spoke to harry he was like hey um we're proud of you you know we we see what's going on and we're proud of you and you know we we appreciate you megan and arch and it's like oh my god that is so that is so cool because a lot of the coverage um and a lot of the a lot of people or maybe not a lot of people just a lot of loud people were saying how Harry and Megan had overshadowed, you know, South Africa with their their documentary and you know their private uh, thoughts, their their personal stuff, overshadowed their the, the good things that they were doing in the documentary. And it was nice to get, you know, a South African perspective on, like, and obviously this is only one person, but um, or this is only the you know the one team, so you know it is completely anecdotal but <clears throat> it was nice to have you know an actual south african person not someone like being fake concerned on the internet saying like hey we appreciate you we love you we're proud of you he actually said to harry we're proud of you 
Um, and so, yeah, I like that. That was just like a, that was like a good moment. <clears throat> um, so go watch those videos. That's all good stuff. Um, and Harry is going to be back in the UK, uh, because he was only there for like 24 hours. He met with the, um, Paralympic, uh, hopefuls. Oh, and he also, <laughs> he also met with students and a schoolgirl tried to shoot her shot with Prince Harry. She called him handsome and she was like pointing at her ring finger and Harry had, to, um, Harry had to tell her that he was married. It was so funny. Um, I don't know if there's video, but there's definitely, there's a ton of pictures of that moment where he's like putting up his ring finger, like where there's pictures of her pointing at her own ring finger and there's pictures of him, um, (laughs) um, showing her his ring. It is so funny. Um, what else happens? Uh, I can't remember. Oh, 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 I can't like talk all that stuff about the, the British media and I didn't bring up the women, the women MPs, you guys, ugh. if I would have forgot that, I would have been so pissed at myself and I would have to re-record the episode or something. So 72 female MPs, <clears throat> MPs, members of parliament, um, wrote and signed an open letter to Megan uh, to tell her like that they stand with her, they support her, they see the like the xenophobic and colonial and racist coverage uh of her in the british media and they you know they stand with her and that was so awesome holly lynch go follow holly lynch she is a badass holly lynch mp um she gave a few interviews like you know breaking down what she thought um why they wrote the letter and um, Megan got in contact with her and thanked her for her support and, you know, thanked all of them for their support. And, um, and it wasn't just them because the 72 MPs, um, 71 women signed, um, including Holly, who was 72. That is, I believe, uh, one third of the women in parliament, um, one third of the female MPs in parliament. Um, and it was women across, um, party line so you know all of these women came together despite what if you've been paying attention to like what's been happening in in the british government um who are you know obviously there's a lot of opposition um between sides so yeah the fact that these women all cross party lines decided to stand behind megan um was a great thing Um, And it wasn't just them, you know, the men didn't sign it, but Holly Lynch was saying that she was speaking to uh, men in parliament who were saying that they stand behind Megan as well. And, you know, so I think that I think the, the positive that I'm going to leave this episode with is that the British press will if you pay, if you only pay attention to the British press, it's easy to get sucked into the negativity. But I think the people like the MPs that signed the letter and the men that Holly, um, Holly Lynch spoke to the men and the, the male MPs and, um, that Holly Lynch spoke to who support Megan. I think there's a ton of support for Megan and Harry, um and but megan's the one i'm talking about right now i think there's a ton of support for megan and people who really appreciate her um and see all the good work she's doing and see that she's being treated like very 
just terribly in the British press. So, um, so there, I think there's a lot of people out there who see what's going on and who stand behind her. So, um, I think that's the, 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 the note I want to end on that. There's a lot you can, you have to step outside of Twitter and you have to step outside of this sort of Royal bubble where like this place has become, it's like become really negative. And so there's a lot of negative energy around it. So I think it's easy to get sucked into the negativity. Um, it's easy to get sucked into, you know, the Royal correspondence, the Royal, the Royal Rota. Um, Ooh, sorry. Um, to get sucked into like the way they think, you know, they're members of the British media. They, have an agenda um and so it's easy to get sucked in to get frustrated and upset by everything they're saying and i'm not telling you you know that you shouldn't because some of them are really out of pocket but um i think when you step outside of that you can see that there's a lot of support for megan and um so yeah i think that's what we we need to I think those are the the voices that we need to uplift. Stop getting sucked into so much of the negative and to be more conscious of uplifting the positive things because um, I, I think it doesn't help when the positivity gets buried in order to continue to call out the negatives. Um, you know, choose your battles, folks. And remember, there's a lot of positive things happening out there right now so um coming up um on the 11th kate has an engagement um at with one of her patronages i believe it's a hospice harry um i think harry also has an engagement coming up but i can't remember exactly when um we also have Remembrance Day coming up, so we'll find we'll get to see them all four together for the first time since since Polo. Um, and <laughs> prepare yourselves for all of the body language expert art articles, and yeah, prepare yourself for all of that because uh, Remembrance Day is going to be something. They're they're all going to go to church, I believe. Like. I think that's like a hundred percent positive. They all go to church together on Remembrance Day for, yeah. So that's when we could see all of them together. I don't know exactly when Remembrance Day is. I don't know the exact date, but uh, look that up yourself and prepare yourself. Um, what else? So the, yeah, there's nothing. There's no other planned engagements. Like Megan doesn't have. Megan is still sort of on this modified. Um, on she's sort of on a. A slower schedule she's still kind of on maternity leave so um she doesn't they haven't announced anything for her but <clears throat> maybe she's going to do something with one of her patronages or, or one of her other patronages soon um like the mayhew or the national theater that should be exciting right uh i can't wait until she does something else with the national theater uh, I, I don't like I have no no idea what she would do but I can't wait to see what she does with them um, I'm so excited for that uh, <clears throat> oh, another thing um, it's the holiday season so 
this is the first Christmas with baby Archie. And so they definitely have to put out a Christmas card. Like we have to get a new family portrait of them. Not even a new family portrait. Their first family portrait. (sighs) Fingers crossed that they take a new picture and they don't just release, you know, the, another picture from the, uh, the christening. We get to see baby Archie, like his age, his full age. Oh, Oh, I can't wait. So, uh, get the addresses, write your cards for Christmas and fingers crossed that they take a new Christmas family portrait. We get, (sighs) I can't wait for that. I'm so excited for Christmas. Like I love Christmas every year anyway, but this one I'm excited for. I might actually send them a card just so I can see, (laughs) see for myself what they put out. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm definitely going to send them a Christmas card and fingers crossed that they that I get like my correspondence back like really early. <sighs> anyway, so, yeah, that's it, you guys. Um, This was like a bit of a rambly episode. Um, I, I didn't talk about probably most of what I was supposed to. But anyway, mm, I am back. So, um. Like I said earlier, you can follow me on the socials. I'm at Sipping Royalty on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. Follow me all those places. I spend a lot of time on Tumblr. Um, I'm just, I'm really into Tumblr now, but, and I'm into Twitter today too. So um, my tw- the Sipping Royalty is also my uh, personal Twitter account. So I talk about more than just the Royals there. So <clears throat> I don't know. You just have to be there when I'm talking about Nancy Drew or the or Watchmen. Um, so yeah, follow me there. Uh, you can email me some feedback. Send it to sippingroyalty at gmail dot com. Um, yeah. So if you have anything to say about any of the topics I sort of rambled through, um, send it to Sipping Royalty or slip into my DMs uh, because I don't mind that either. I have a lot of I have a um uh, quite a few um dm conversations lately and it's been interesting maybe i'll talk about some of the stuff uh that i spoke about in my dms that i you know some really good constructive stuff that have been happening in my dms lately um so yeah we can talk there and um if you would like to be a guest on the podcast you can email sipping royalty at gmail.com or you can um you can dm me and we can get on top of that you can pick a topic and we can talk about whatever you're interested in because I need topics there's things are slowing down it's the fall the um you know Christmas and stuff is about to come up so they're going to um yeah there's going to be breaks and we're not going to see a whole lot of them I don't think um so anyway until the next episode ladies and gents bye (laughs)